Cobbacy families and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. I'd like to say that the Warriors and the Rovers are in their beds, but they're not. They're at casino night. They're over there stuffing their faces with Sour Patch Kids, etc. But soon they will be in their beds, riding that sugar slump right to bed. Because they are a little overtired and a little overcandied. But that is what happens on day five of Travel Games. The sun has gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet about what did happen today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, the weather was awesome again. I'm going to get into a storm that visited us right in the middle of the afternoon, but that is a different part of the podcast. Yet again, for all the competition, it was totally gorgeous. And tomorrow, it is going to be gorgeous again. Today was day five of Tribal Games. This is the final countdown. This was the end. This was it all. And this morning, it looked like the Bears were in a commanding lead. It didn't stay that way, though. Breakfast. We had a late breakfast today. And then at 10 a.m., we went directly to the final round. Group one had combined baseball throw. Group two had soccer. Group three had cross country. Group four had also cross country. And group five had basketball. At 11.15, the final leftover contest that had been canceled for timing or just didn't get finished, which was two softball games and one tennis match, were completed. And the rest of the team headed down, the rest of the teams rather, headed down to their various areas to get last single fine tunings done on their song and their alma mater and the Cobbacy fight song and all of that. And they... Did those things as the other boys finished those softball games and that tennis match. And soon all the points were tallied and it was time for a very early lunch. Noon around here is pretty early for lunch. We had a quick lunch, maybe maybe 45 minutes out the outside. And then everyone went directly down to the amphitheater for the fight song and the alma mater and the original song. And over the last five days, every time there was team time, You'd go by the blue or the green or the orange or the yellow, and they would be practicing. Sometimes it was a little bit of a, a ragtag band of, of boys just getting one little set of lyrics right, and other times it was everybody in a choir-like arrangement getting all set and ready for these songs. Songs worth a lot of points, a lot of points for the songs. 
and each of the songs has its own point total. So the Cobbacy Fight song has a total point allocation of 50 points, with 20 for first, 15 for second, 10 for third, and 5 for fourth. 20, 15, 10, 5 again for the alma mater, and then 100 points for the original song go 40, 30, 20, and 10. So the original song is really, that's really where it's at. In fact, we actually captured those, and I think you might be delighted to hear them as they go. So you can hear the, the original songs. These are songs that were created. Sometimes they use the structure of an existing pop song or something, but this is what the original songs sound like. These are your boys singing. Brendan at the front, Megman Sam's leading the 
it's important to point out that before any of these songs happened, any at all, Jayhawk got up there. He was last year's head of basketball and he's been a, a beloved Cobbesty son and leader for years and years and years and years. He came back for travel games. He's been here for 10 days. He's a good friend of mine. He worked year-round for Camp Cobbesty as the staffing director for two years. He's just a great guy. He's just one of those guys who shows up and everybody recognizes that he is of this place. So Jayhawk gets up there and he announces that before the songs go, any team, Bears, Stags, Eagles, or Owls, can win tribal games numerically. It doesn't always work like that, but it did today. So walking into the songs, it was totally up for grabs. And by up for grabs, I mean some teams had an advantage and others were a little bit farther back, but it could totally happen. So the boys were fierce in their in their dedication to the songs and very intense when they came to the rope room, which we'll get to in a second. And they, they were after it. And you really had some surprises. There were, there was a bunch of lead changes during the songs, literally who was first and who was second. Like going into the songs, the order of the, the teams by, by points started off fourth place. It was the Eagles in third place. It was the owls in second place. It was the stags and holding on to first were those bears. And I won't tell you where you were, where we were at the end of the songs, but I will tell you where we were at the end of the next thing, which was the rope burn. Now here's the rope burn. You're going to see some pictures of this. The rope burn is four six-foot poles with one-inch manila rope stretched across, nice and taut. The boys can build a fire. They can only use natural materials. They can only light their fire from natural materials. There's no torch building. There's no accelerants. They can only use the fire that's sitting in the general lighting fire, and they have to get it to their own fire. And they start their fire, and their team is standing there, and they're chanting, and they're, they're, they're so, they're, burn, baby, burn, the rope, the rope, the rope is on fire. And they're just so fired up, and the first one to take off was the owls. The owls fire burst into life and everybody's like oh my goodness could the owls take tribal games in this moment and then a big old gust comes along because the whole time families we were trying to beat a storm that was going to arrive here at exactly three o'clock and i can see the storm clouds gathering if the storm lands i have to get everybody off the fire area put out the fires get everyone to their bunks then come back out restart the fires we're right up on it it was close and I look up, and the wind picks up, and it moves that flame right to the side of the rope. And then the owls did not have more tinder, more structure in their fire, and it gutted that fire out. And suddenly, it was anybody's game. And you look down the line, and the stags are still getting theirs together. And the eagles are off to the races, and their fire is really, really moving, and the bear's fire looks like something from the dragon Smaug. It is big, and there's a big old tongue of orange flame right up on that rope, and it is just going after it. And the bear's one falls. 
And then the Eagles one falls. And then the Stags one falls. And oh man, and then after a little while, the Owls one falls too. We get the scores, and they come out like this. Remember what I said about who was where. Final scores for Tribal Games 2022. In fourth place, with 676 points, the Stags. In third place, with 702 points, the Eagles. Now listen carefully here. It's been five days. We're talking about 700 points. So 702 for the Eagles. In second place, with 705 points, a three-point difference, the Owls. And winning Tribal Games. 2022 with 773 points them bears led by the victorious chieftain jason brockman we haven't done the deep dive in the archives but it's really rare if not this is the first time that anyone has ever gotten first two years in a row jason brockman takes it home with his bears the bears are victorious the bears are victorious and that is your Blue Sheet Report for today, the fifth day of Tribal Games 2022. and busy thing to run Camp Cobbacy and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself and I spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout, sometimes it's watching an inner camp and sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those are often my favorite times. Right now, as I speak, I can still hear the shouting and the casino games from Casino Night echoing through the night. Soon it will be over, I'll go back to their bunks. But I would like to talk to you today about what I saw that maybe is a little unconventional. 
I mean, this is the day with all the competitions and all the, you know, all the the excitement and the chanting and the hoarse voices and the, the intensity and the blue and the orange and the yellow and the green everywhere all the time. And this is the wrap up. Everyone's got a little bit of a of a of a slow step now. It's all over. They're having a good time over there at casino night. But something I think maybe only the people around the office noticed until the boys started to notice it. Many of you have been to Cobbacy and you know that we have this, I would say, I'd call it a humble office. It is not a grand office. It is a, a low, bungalow-y, ranch-style office, all one floor. I like it that way. I like its, I like its labyrinth and you know, hallways and so on. Little, little offices here and there. We don't need to be grand. We got other things. We got more important, intangible things to get after. And, you know, we're not here nine months a year until the animals come in. And there was this mockingbird that made a nest right above one of the main entrances to the office. So you come out the office door and you turn left, go down the stairs, you walk right under her nest. And she and her partner, I don't know birds that well, so I can't tell if it was male and male or female and female. So I'll just say one of them was a she. Could have been two she's. Who knows? Well, they made a nest right above this part where you walk out. And every time you would walk out, she would fly away right above your head. So that's how I got to see that she was there. She would just flutter right by your head. You'd sort of duck. And she would go up and chirp at you. And then you'd go by and she'd fly back to her nest and sit on those eggs. And then about two weeks ago, you heard this peep, peep, peep up there. And you look up and there are these five hungry little mouths just waiting for food. And she and her partner fly back and forth with bugs and you could hear them all go crazy and then she would give them bugs and then she'd fly up there and just went on and on and on and every so often a little cobbacy boy would hear them or he'd be waiting for a phone call that's where all the phone calls get started and you'd see them looking up at this nest in open mouth wonder i'm not saying that it's all that amazing i'm saying that the bird put the nest right i mean a boy could stand on that bench and just touch the nest if he wanted but no one did they would sometimes I would come by and there would be three sachem, fourteen year olds, standing up there just staring at them with open mouthed wonder. And the same is true. Sometimes there'd be a little eight year old just looking up, kinda like he's looking up at a shelf or something, and then he was just staring at the birds, because they're right there. They're right in your face. Looking at you. Sometimes they peep at you. And I think that that's the kind of place Cobbacy is. You got all these boys with tennis rackets and their footballs and their basketballs and all of it. And they're just as likely to whack something with that tennis racket as they are to play tennis with it. And that's boydom. And then they get around a nest full of baby birds and all of that nature just sort of goes away from them and they are struck with wonder. And those partners, those two birds, they must have been, they must have been feeding them really good bugs because those things got big really fast. And soon there was not enough room in the nest. And suddenly there were like literally three or four days ago, there were five little birdlings all lined up like on a shelf above a sink or something, just sitting there looking at you and blinking and peeping at you. I mean, I'm 6'3". I could reach up there and I could have just grabbed one and had it in my hand. And I just, you can just look at them. And today, just today, they seem to double in size. And then they're sort of scattered out upon, along that little shelf. And then one by one, they started flying. On the last day of travel games, they just started flying. There was one made it all the way out and then sort of skidded to the ground and then got up and he just took off. I just saw him fly all the way away up into the trees and gone. And another one flew about a foot and landed on the bench and everybody looked at him and he looked at them and he hopped a few things. He got his legs splayed out. I was thinking to myself, uh-oh, maybe this one's not going to make it. And then he fluffed his feathers and off he went. And then I would go away and 
we'd go through the round or I'd go down for songs and I'd come back and there would be three. And I went away for the, for, you know, ran up here to get something for the fire and there was only two. And then there was only one. And I came back after the fire, after travel games was over, to sort of reset, get ready for the afternoon and the evening. And there were no birds. In about three weeks, they got real big and then they actually flew the nest and no one hassled them and no one messed with them and everyone got this really close up, up front encounter with a wild thing. And I hope this is not too extended a metaphor or too much on the nose, but honestly, Kavasi families, watching this year's Sachem grow up from the little boys I knew when they were seven you know, I'm thinking of Xander Chatterjee and, and Noah Sams and Beckett Empson Spiden and Edmund Jenkins and Jorge, and I can't do all of them from memory, Will Borowski, all these guys. Man, it's really hard not to miss the, the metaphor. These guys have got a couple more days, and then they are Cobbacy boys no longer. They will fly the nest. We will come back one day after travel games, and they will no longer be sitting on that ledge. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.